Indianapolis Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Aries 31, roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31, continue to sign at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have in store for you tonight. But first, girls, it's time to sit yourself down to get that big box of Kleenex, that big box of wipes, get your fan, get your squeegee and your lube. Is that it? Because the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, yeah, I got plenty of that squeegee and lube for you guys in Thank case you, you run out. Uh, <laughs> British lube. How's, how's it going, Mac? Hello, ladies. Welcome to the show, and uh, it's going to be a good one tonight, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know that for a fact. Good. I go. I got the rundown, and I'm going. Mm, so you've been over. Good. You've been over across the puddle for how long? Has it been a month? A month. Yep. A He's, month today, actually. Yep. And they haven't extradited you yet, so that's good. No, well, but it's funny. I'm, I'm going to get a jump on the action, trying to fill out the form for my visa. Oh, really? Yeah. They're going to make you do I that? I just told them, look, I want to be treated just like a okay? Can oh, let's see. Now I'm going to cut that. <laughs> paperwork. So, Warren, you're going to get your license over there? You're going to get a British driver's license? Maybe a British driver's license so I can get my visa. I'm doing it the right way. Filling out the necessary <laughs> paperwork. Uh, yes. It's all online. It's all easy. It's easy, but it's... Uh, Hot. It's, there's a lot of stuff you got to fill out. Come on, your stiff upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That too. Anyway, um, I'm watching a lot of uh, cricket. Oh God! And watching no. a lot of uh, football. Uh, <laughs> football meaning soccer. Right. Oh yeah, you're, you're lost to us now. If you're calling soccer football, they're doing. Oh, I'm I'm watching rugby as well. Oh wow! What's a matter? Well, really, you're really being yeah. embarrassed into cricket. I mean, it, it, those games take like about two or three weeks, right? Yeah. You it know why they call it days? You know why they call it cricket, don't you? And you can. <laughs> what, I've watched you know, a lot of British murder mysteries centered around cricket. You know? Yeah, those are exciting. And, and no wonder. I mean, it takes so long to, to do the game that they can murder all kinds of people. If yeah. it was baseball, they could probably only knock off one or two people. They get time on their hands. Anyway, yeah, okay. Well, uh, that's a report from across the puddle. One one. Yeah. For you. England's got some good teams. I'm following them uh, really yeah. heavily. Yeah, good. Report at the end cricket. of the season. Cricket, you can win by like you know three hundred runs, stuff like that. Yeah. By what? By three hundred runs. This is uh, oh. Uh, just look up highest score run. This is uh, audio Sominex, Yeah. One week. I think I'd take it for cheesy. Yeah, one really, one. it's yeah. more exciting. <laughs> uh, let me uh, move on and tell everybody that Mel uh, Coco tonight is out saving the world, but he will return Thank next God. week. Um, also, but with us is our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. Uh, great to be here. Okay. Everything okay with you? 
Beyond wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right. Good for you. You're all... Uh, good to see you, Switch. You're looking good. We're all settled in. Dapper. Thanks. Thank you. Settled in your uh, Fortress of Solitude slash South. Say what now? You're all settled into your Fortress of Solitude. Well, I, uh, uh, I have made about 18 shells, constructed them. Really? And I'm filling them with books now, but there's still so many books on the floor in, in, in boxes. I, I've got a long way to go to be organized, but I have made some headway. Hmm. Okay. Progress is being made. Switch, great. And any, uh, you live across the street from a cemetery, any action over there? Seeing anything going on? <laughs> yeah, you know, I haven't actually, uh, it's just across the street, but I haven't actually perused the cemetery yet. So uh, okay. I think that's the that's the beginning of the horror movie when you actually go over yes. and take a look at the cemetery. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, it'll just be a long prologue before I actually get over there. Okay. Bring a camera with you, please. Um, I will. Thank you, Switch. Uh, also joining us is uh, Security Chief, Willie Club. Willie, how you hey, doing? Mac. Hi, folks. I got to say, Club. it's it's been a long time since I've seen uh, Switch. As you know, he's he's been so busy uh, yep. moving and, and so on. But I, I got to say, I took a second take here today. Mm -hmm. uh, very impressive, that makeover that you've uh, done over the time. <laughs> the time he's been gone. Uh, it makes you look, I, I can't describe who you look like, but there's something familiar about you. Hmm. But the main thing I wanted to ask you is, those bangs, how do you see with them like that? I mean, do you let they curl up? He's talking to Raven. This, this makeover wasn't cheap, pal. <laughs> I can see it. that. <laughs> I'm impressed, though. I, we all are. I don't know if it makes you look younger, but you do look kind of more distinguished in a way. Hmm. It's just the bangs sort of give me a problem. But I, I am perpetually younger. I am the epitome of youth. Yes. Wow. You are, huh? You're the one? Yeah. Okay. All right, good. Uh, moving... Uh, Sideways on the totem pole. Uh, joining us from Sideways New York is our favorite good witch, Raven, is with us. Raven, how are you, Raven? Hi, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. Are you really doing great? You're just kind of kidding us. Yeah. Yeah. He's okay. doing great. Yeah. All right. What are you drinking tonight? Are you drinking tea? Something's wrong. <laughs> we'll have you anytime. I have tea. Raven. Yeah, I have some green tea. Actually, I'm drinking it out of my, my Mothman. Cup. Oh, wow. Nice. Me and Switchy match. Oh, she got a Mothman cup. Where's mine? I can get you one. Okay. I don't no, know I where I switch. got this. If I can I, figure it out, I'll get you one. I thought Switch sent it to you. In the studio with us tonight uh, is a uh, very famous uh, author, Mark Zabula, is here. MZ. Hello, Mac. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. It's great to see everyone. We went down to uh, had a pre-show meeting at the uh, Thirsty <coughs> Moose. Been a while since we've been there. It's changed, Juan Juan. Not really? for the not for the better, but that's another show. Huh. Uh, so we're here tonight, and we're going to have an interesting show. Uh, we're going to have a um, super fan call in, Doug Daniels, who's the first of three winners in the Ask Raven Five Questions contest. Uh, that should be interesting. Um, also, we're going to be talking to um, well, Club has a report. But I'm going to be discussing this whole idea that maybe, maybe uh, the fact that the government has come out with uh, this kind of semi-disclosure about UFOs all of a sudden over the past year, the fact that the James Webb telescope has been launched and is working, uh, the fact that we may have, the Chinese may have found alien life uh, out there somewhere, and the fact that some guy at Google said that uh, his um, artificial intelligence experiment uh, came alive, and he was asking the uh, AI 
uh, program questions and they were re- they were replying in answers that only someone who was aware of their self would answer. Are all these things just kind of happening all at once? Is something going to happen? Are they getting us ready for something? I don't know. Club and I will be talking about that. Switch is also going to be doing a uh, report from the fringe. The topic he is keeping as a surprise from us. Are you Switch or can you re- do the reveal now? Uh, well, it is, it's about a, a gentleman named Daniel Ledger who had uh, a couple of experiences in 1941 and 1942. Uh, this was during the war. He was in France and a uh, very interesting gentleman. And the uh, the experiences he had are, are one of those that uh, sort of follow some of the patterns that we talk about on the show sometimes. Mm, cool. All right. That'd be cool. And also, finally, we're going to be doing a special top 10 tonight. A few weeks ago, we did a we recorded a show with superfan Mike Smith, and he was kind enough to come up with about six different top 10 lists. We're going to replay one of his uh, tonight and uh, see where it goes. I'll play it for the first time. So that's the uh, show tonight, gang. Everyone happy? Let's yeah, go around the yeah, room. Right. Yeah, okay, good. Bring it on. Is everyone high? Yeah. Very happy. Good. So why don't we take a Really quick commercial break now, and um, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. There's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Mac Maloney's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Hey, hey. Back everyone to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight! Real quickly, uh, the very famous Juan Juan is joining us from across. The Hello, farm. Mac. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the okay. show. All right. I don't detect any British accent in your voice yet, but remember, December first is the over under, and I got the under if you're affecting a British accent. Okay, <laughs> Allah we'll Madonna. See what happens. Okay, thank you. No Coco tonight. He's out saving the planet. Uh, Willie Club is with us, though, our security chief. Willie, how you doing? Doing great, Mac. How you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Everything is good. So far. We're doing great, Club. Happy to hear it. Y'all look good. Oh, yeah, we Thank do. Thank you. Interesting. We feel good. Hmm. We, we do. Good. 
Um, also, our favorite good witch is with us. Raven is up there in Sideways. You know, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. Everything's okay with you? It's all good here. Yeah, that's good. Good in the hood. Glad yep. to hear it. Raven always looks good. Always sounds uh-huh. good, too. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, uh-huh. funny. Um, you're a long way away. That, uh, the, you know, I don't know how far that's going to get you there, one. You know what I mean? You're, you're an, an entire ocean away. That's true. From your American Lily James. But, you know, <laughs> you know, love goes uh, way beyond uh, the boundaries oh, of the earth. It's oh. a, it transcends everything that we know and love. Oh. Wow. Just, uh, I pulled the pin out of that hand grenade. <laughs> Okay. We can edit that out, right? You're right. <laughs> um, Switchblade, Steve, did we introduce you? Did I skip over you? Just no, you, 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 uh, uh, you know, I actually went to club before me, but okay. you know, it's okay. Yeah, I, you're gonna forget. I've been going a long, long time. Don't dwell and on I, it. I, yeah, not long enough, I guess. Yeah. Oh. And, and also, <laughs> not long enough to, to get a uh, West Virginian accent either. Oh, really? Yeah, you too, huh? Okay. So we uh, eventually won one, and I will have. Uh, you won't even be able to recognize us. Oh. That, that I believe. Months go by. You don't yeah. even know who the hell you're talking to. Well, that I have no trouble believing that. I know West Virginia. It's a great state. It's a great place. It is. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, also in the studio with us tonight, very famous author, Mike Zapula, MZ. Hello, Max. Great to be here. Great to see everyone. Yep. Hey, Mark. Great Hi. to see you too, Mark. Huh. Okay, so um, uh, thanks, Keeping everyone. Keeping together uh, down at the docks. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Keeping things together down at the docks. Yeah, everything is, is, is tight, very tight. Yeah. Everything's okay, quote-unquote, down the docks, okay? If down you... the docks. Um, so... Um, uh, top 10 tonight is going to be a little bit different. Uh, about a month ago, super fan Mike Smith called in, and he had a bunch of uh, top 10 lists that uh, he thought would go good with the show. So I'll tell you, without further ado, uh, here we go. Mike Smith's top 10 reasons for fill in the blank. In the studio with us, not why do I keep saying the studio? I mean by Zoom, is another super fan. Okay, his name is Mike Smith. Let's clap him on. Thank you. Thank you. It's an nice. honor to be here. Glad you're here, Mike. Mike Smith. Now, uh, Mike, where are you down in Florida, right? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, right. Now, Mike Smith to me sounds like an alias. So, wh- uh, what have no, you, what no, have you done? Right. And, <laughs> and when will the statute of limitations right. expire? Right. So, anyway, so what part of Florida are you in? Uh, I live in Hernando County, so that's kind of west central. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. All right, and um, and when did you start listening to us? How did you come upon the show? Uh, I want to say it was whenever you guys first hit the Dark Matter Digital Network, because for a long time, that's all I would listen to. And when they first started out, before you guys got there, there was very few shows that I would actually get into and listen to. Mm -hmm. Because some of them I'd listen to like 15 minutes. I'm like, I'm not listening to this guy. I'm turning this off. This is going to piss me off. (laughs) Yes. What turned you off about that content? Because I know know how you feel, because I felt the same way trying to listen to other people's shows. Really, it's how they engage the audience and talk and make it feel like a conversation because, you know, not to be too blunt about it, but sometimes it just feels like someone droning on and patting their own ego for 45 minutes of the show. Or like you're going to school, you're a class. Hang on, hang on. You take the notes, there's going to be an exam afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And they make it to the point where I'm going to fall asleep because this guy's just so dry and silly with what's coming out of his mouth and he's not presenting it very well at all. Okay, flip. So, and then. What got me into the show is I heard the clip where you called out X when you were asking something about extraterrestrials. You're like, that's the most bold face uh, effing lie I've ever heard. <laughs> I was, was like, thing. I want to listen to this show. Yeah. <laughs> that was his denial right for that. 
wow. Yes, that's what it was. And that was a classic line. I I remember I I told so many of my friends about this show and I played them that clip just so they could understand. And after that, they started wanting to listen. Okay. All right. Good to hear. Thank you very much. We should clap for me. Let's please. Yeah. That's good feedback. I've got some of that for you guys because you guys have made my podcast entertainment way better than it was before. Wow. Good. Good. Who paid this guy? Yeah, I know. (laughs) I mean, time is limited. You can't be listening to too many podcasts. You have to be selective. Uh, How are we going to pay? Where some of the people get the time to listen to so many podcasts? I I listen to two, and it's this show first, and then another. Mm. Wow. Really, it. Wow. This is this guy, Mac. Yeah, I know. Uh, checks in the mail, Mike, or what? <laughs> so, listen, so, and I'm, I'm glad he's wearing the shades, too. What's your wife think about us? Does she, your wife ever listen to us? She's listened to she's listened a few times. She Sound actually like it. thought it was really cool that I was able to get on the show. Go ahead. Um, but she I doesn't. told her, I you know, I told her tonight. I'm like, hey, I'm I'm barricading myself in the garage Go because ahead. site B didn't work out. <laughs> so okay. this is where I'm going to be until you know. But she thinks that we're sophomoric and we're like a a, a frat house. Inappropriate no, say, no she she looks at it that if I'm listening to it, then it's intriguing, interesting, right, and good. funny all at the same time because wow. I'm. I'm not like a super critic or anything, but, you know, I'm one of those people that, you know, cut the malarkey. I want the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Make it interesting. Be yourselves. Don't be uptight like you're walking with a roll of quarters shoved where the sun don't shine, you know, because that's what you get a lot of with some of these people. They're just so uptight. They don't, you know, it's like they're forcing it. Right. Well, they're not drunk or high. <laughs> I mean, you know, I wasn't going to say it. Listen, anyway, well, look, Mike has prepared a, a bunch of lists, okay? And we're just going to read them. Now, you know, a lot of people listen to us specifically for the top 10 lists on 10 questions for Juan Juan. So oh, we're going to yeah. just get into these uh, lists, all right? And, yeah, he likes, uh, to be, he likes to have me be made sport of. Let's have, it's, been, it's been a long time uh, there, Juan Juan, that we've made sport of you. So, uh, Raven, you have the extensive list, do you? I do. Do okay. you want me to start with anyone in particular? We should probably start the music, the extended version of the music. Yeah, just start with the, with whatever, give you know, whatever the whatever the the uh, headline is, and then let's see where this baby goes. Okay. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, the top five creative, non-violent, and non-lethal ways Cobra gets poachers off his land. Okay. <laughs> We should say that Coco yeah. has a farm up in Maine, and there's everything up there. Everything bears yeah. there. You know, the he's works. like a Noah up there for crap. Right. It's called Wolf Farm. Yeah, Wolf Farm. And he's, Wolf Moon. Yeah, a little of this, Wolf little of Moon that. Farm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mac and I were there on Saturday. We were there. We were there eating chicken salad sandwiches as real chickens walked around our feet. <laughs> yes, right. exactly. It's Coco's idea of a potty. Okay, let's go. So this is what Coco does to keep poaches off his. He has about 400 freaking acres mm-hmm. up there, doesn't he? According right. to legend. Yeah. Yeah. According yeah. to legend. According to legend. <laughs> okay, here we go. Raven, please. All right. Uh, Cobra orders a gross of fake anatomy skeletons and places them in various uh, hanging them execution style in trees around his compound <laughs> with signs around their necks saying, I poached my last deer. <laughs> Mac, we need that at our house. Wow, yeah. wow. We need, we need that on Plum Island. Okay, all right, next, please. <laughs> Funny, Mike. Okay. You start oh off with a bag. Okay, Let's next. see what happens. Uh, Cobra installs random security cameras that have mounted fully automatic paintball rifles loaded with police-issue pepper balls. <laughs> when the camera's motion sensors detect something, it dings Cobra's cell phone and he can ignore it or open fire. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. All right. Let's go. <laughs> These are ideas Cobra can use. You know? Yeah, right. Copyright them. So. <laughs> okay, go. Please, Raven. Here we go. All right. Emboldened by the drink of the Pope was said to have called the real holy water, Cobra rides valiantly, bare-chested, and in war paint, patrolling the borders of his lands, uh, none other than his trusty swine zeppelin, wearing a necklace of ears, and armed with an M240 Bravo light machine gun, blaring wow. the Megadeth song Mary Jane on big mountain speakers. That's not too far from the truth, believe me. Yeah, I don't know if he gets big chest in creative. But he does patrol I, his property. That's good. Jeez. Wow. And I like how you went Vietnam there with the ears, uh, the necklace made of ears. That's good. Nice touch. Okay, please. This is uh, reasons uh, how uh, uh, Coco keeps poachers off his land, courtesy of superfan Mike Smith. Okay, we have uh, Cobra randomly tapes off areas with caution tape that reads biohazard wasting deer disease ahead <laughs> he's, he's gonna That's look into idea. all these ideas believe me okay thanks please right yeah. <laughs> okay and this is the last one for this list um cobra invests his time and scratch into taking sting ball grenades and turning them into pressure mines oh jesus and randomly <laughs> placing them just slightly ahead of the poachers he is currently stalking on his lance <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, <that's> bold. <laughs> that way he can watch it it's so funny it's because the it's not and the watching it. he'll look at these and he said that's not a bad idea you know he will appreciate the genius behind this okay mike he's thank probably you very much. listening at the moment he's writing these things down and he's yes. probably laughing insanely <laughs> he's going to email you and say he hey. does that anyway wow okay so uh well that was pretty funny okay well there you go top 10 uh, fill in the blank by uh, Superfan Mike Smith. That was pretty good, right, gang? We, let's give him a hand anyway. Let's at least. It sounded yeah. fantastic. Very good. He's an up and coming. coming he right. wrote all that, right? Uh, so he says, yeah. Okay. Wow. okay. Yeah. Oh, impressive. <laughs> I think uh, Raven blushed a bit, though. <laughs> really? Was she yeah, blushing? number two had me blushing. Oh, yeah. I had number three. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Too many jokes. I didn't think it was in English. So little time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a quick break now and um, calm down, and we'll be back with the rest of the show. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. I'm going to go off that topic just a touch. Okay. Now, there has been for many years, the biggest uh, Porsche swap meet in the world happens in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Go ahead. And it happens in the parking lot of... 
Hershey Park. Yes. And it's early. It's like in April. Yes. So it, it happens way before the park is really open and crazy. Uh, so for years, they've scheduled a certain week every year. And then um, <laughs> it, it turned that it, it ended up being on a like a holiday. Okay, Easter. Yes. Or, you know, so a lot of the people were complaining they couldn't go to Hershey to do the swap meet. Okay. Because it was falling on a holiday. They had to be home for, with their family. Yes. So they tried getting Hershey Park to give them the week before. Okay. Yes. And what they found out was that there is a group of people that rent that area, that parking, those parking lots. Okay. And this is big. We're talking thousands Go ahead. of people. I know where this is going. Go ahead. These The people that rent it the week before yep. at Hershey are a group of people who buy those life-size yes. latex dolls. Oh, yeah. Oh, And well. they bring them on oh. vacation with them. Now, well, hang on. Okay. It's a cheap date. They, oh. they, no, these things are four grand. Oh, I see. Or okay. better. Yes. These right. are thousands and thousands of dollars. These are expensive. I know exactly. They're very lifelike. How would you know? Of all of us, why would you know? Right. So, anyway, they uh, these guys bring them to the hotels around the area, and they... Put them in bikinis and bring them out to the bath uh, to the uh, swimming pools, and they dress them to take them to dinner. No, well, 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 well. you're telling me that they go out yeah, to dinner with the with yeah, the, with yeah, the, with with the, the dolls. Crazy, crazy. They take them to the pool and hang out with them, and they and they sit them together. You know, the women dolls at a pool <laughs> in bikinis and stuff. Stop, stop, stop. No, I'm serious. But how could how Mac? Could... You you're kidding. You've never heard of this. They have guys bringing rubber dolls to pools and to dinner. You know, I had no idea this even was a thing, but apparently there's thousands of them. It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a big deal, you know. And they show them off and they buy. But the, don't you think it's a little odd to walk into a restaurant with, oh, a, with an inanimate object? With I big... think it's insanity, but yeah. Okay, all right. Two weeks is on. Okay. Now um, they're also. Do they talk? I don't think they talk, but they do a lot of other things. They don't they really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, they don't have. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Motor Tracks, our show here on the Disc of Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. Very quickly, I'll introduce the members of the posse. Juan Juan is here. Juani. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Also, West Switchblade Steve Ward is here with us down there in West Virginia. And I'm here, and I'm still beyond wonderful. You are. Okay, good to hear. Willie Club, our security chief, also in the house. WC. Yeah, I'm feeling beyond wonderful myself. You so too, huh? Hmm. Really good. Uh, also with us is uh, favorite good witch Raven is with us, Raven. Hello, thanks for having me. Are you feeling as good as those two guys? I am. Oh, really? Maybe better. Wow, even better. Can I, uh, <laughs> you know that old song, can you give me some? I can't give you any, but I'll sell you some. <laughs> so, uh, Switch. Okay. Yes. Uh, people have been uh, wondering about you and your travels in the past month or so. And um, just a couple things. First, we're going to ask you. Uh, first, we're going to ask you what it's like. You've you've moved to uh, Mothman, the center of Mothman's universe. 
Yes. You have a employment now at the Mothman Museum, but you are all things Mothman. But, but before you tell us about your travels, please, the world wants well, to know. I, what did you have I, for I, breakfast this I morning? I came down here. I've been down here about a month. Go ahead. And as everybody knows, uh, moving is quite a production. Yes, uh, dramatic. I, I think uh, last episode I, I explained how many books I had. Yes. And that the guys that moved me thought that I had more books than their hometown library. Right. Uh, so I am, uh, I, I am just north of Point Pleasant. Not downtown Point Pleasant, West Virginia, uh, very close to the Ohio River, right? The Mason-Dixon line, yes. The road that the Scarberries and the Mallets were chased by the Mothman in November of 1966. Okay, I can walk out my door. I can walk down to Sixth Street, mm-hmm. where the Silver Bridge that collapsed in December on December 15th, 1967. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where that it used to go over to the Ohio River from there. Yep. And if you walk down to Sixth Street, uh, you can see if you look at the flood wall. There's this beautiful mural that's painted yep. uh, the way the bridge used to look going over to the Ohio. Right now, the Silver Bridge, it's called the Memorial Silver Bridge. It's a, a bit south down. We should uh, Ohio. we should explain to people that the uh, you know, events down there in uh, Point Pleasant, where he is, where Switch now lives uh, with Mothman. There's a lot of Mothman sightings off and on for a while during that time period, and it seemed like for some really kind of um, catastrophic reason. You know, the period at the end of the census was this bridge collapsed right around Christmas, right? And all those yes, people it was were... December 50, 1967. It yeah. was actually 13 months to the day that the Scarberries and the Mallets were chased by a winged humanoid on November 15, 1966, c- uh, coming out of what they call the TNT area, mm-hmm. about nine miles north of Point Pleasant, which was a place in the 40s where they actually made explosives for the war effort the military. and yep. stored them in a hundred of these bunkers that called them concrete igloo, igloos. Mm. So 13 months of the day, uh, the bridge collapsed. Uh, about 30 some cars went under. Uh, 46 people lost their lives. It was uh, just after five o'clock. The sun was getting close to going down. It was 20 degrees. The mm. bridge was laden with rush hour traffic and Christmas traffic. Wow. And people, a lot of people connect the events that happened there with that bridge collapse, well, right? It certainly happened in in time and space. Yep. Uh, there are some that believe this this apparition or creature caused it. Some believe it was a harbinger. Others think it's just something bizarre that happened, along with all the other crazy things that happened. Like the there were just hundreds and hundreds of UFO sightings at that time. A lot of strange phenomena happened during that year. That John Keel went down there and eventually wrote the Mothman prophecies. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he, uh, wasn't the Mothman, wasn't he spotted at the top of the bridge at one point or something? They thought he that, that was sitting is, up is one of those things that gets told over and over again, and mm-hmm. it apparently is not true. Oh. I don't think uh, I don't think he was actually seen around the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, some people said they saw a flash of light, thought it was a UFO. John Keel always thought it was the power lines breaking yes. as the bridge went down. Oh, that makes which, sense. in fact, only took about 30 to 40 seconds to go down. <sighs> what a way to go. Man, that's awful. Okay, so you were telling us that uh, now you are living in the center of the Mothman universe. You walk out your front door past the graveyard, and you walk into a little bit of history itself. Right? What's it like there downtown when they have that festival? Uh, uh, the festival is, is, is phenomenal. Every third weekend in September, this year I believe it's the 17th and 18th. Now, there, there are thousands of people that come there. Uh, the, fe- the festival itself is free. The only thing that costs a couple bucks is the what they call the TNT Hayride. I'll get to that in a moment. Okay. But the festival, it, it's up and down Main Street. You have got every everything a festival usually has plus more. You've got food. You've got T-shirts for sale. You've got bouncy houses. You've got a zip line. And in one of the vacant lots there, 
they have a big blow up of a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Not quite as big as the one in the movie, but it's pretty damn big. Uh, now then on the road, there's a road perpendicular to Main Street, which is the corner where the Mothman Museum is, which is phenomenally, it's just really well done. Uh, but that's where the Mothman statue is. That's where the the speakers usually have their tables. They have all their books out there. Uh, they speak down at the State Theater on Saturday and Sunday about all kinds of paranormal topics. They're very accessible, very interesting people. But here is the really cool part. Now, if you're going to do this, it does cost a few bucks. You've got to get to the festival early Saturday morning. Go to the information booth and get your ticket. It's only $5. Saturday night. We will take you into the dreaded TNT area in the dark. We will we line up at the Farm Museum. There's three tractors, three carts. Now, Jeff Wamsley, who runs the museum, he has the only sort of proper hayride. He actually has bales of hay on his. I have one of the old, what I call the old man carts with nice, comfortable seats. So that's the one you probably want. Uh, so anyway, we, we go, we line up in the, in the TNT area and we go in. And this, this area is creepy in the daytime. It's ex exceptionally creepy at night. You really don't need anything. I mean, it's a little bit like a Halloween hayride, but it, the atmosphere is so cool that you could, you'll just be uh, entertained and enthralled by going in there at night. And we always count the number of people we have on the carts and then count them again when we get out just to make sure that everybody gets back. And we, we found that 86% of the people do return. Okay, 86. so we, we enter the TNT area and then we're immediately accosted by the dreaded men in black. There's three of them there, usually. Uh, they're in dark suits, uh, dark fedoras and dark sunglasses and they uh, they in quotes uh, try to tell you that this is a restricted area fortunately these guys are a little more like the keystone cops yes. than the real dreaded men in black now as we proceed in there's just a lot to see it's very creepy uh, we never know what's gonna you're gonna encounter except at one point there's a guaranteed flyover of the mothman yes yes i will tell you exactly how it's done we know how it's done I know exactly how it's done because I used to be back there with my buddies helping him fly the guy. Really? Now I, I'm in the carts, and if they screw up, and if the Mothman isn't quite where he went, one time we were cruising around there, and they were still cranking the Mothman back up the wire. And so I yelled at them, hey, we want our money back. Now, they didn't know it was me at first. They had to check later on to make sure. But uh, anyway, uh, they almost never make mistakes. And, uh, and, and then toward the end of the ride, just when you think it's safe, just when you think it's safe. Well, yes. I can't tell you what happens. You'll have to come oh. to the Mothman Festival, plunk down your five bucks and get there before the tickets five sell bucks. out. And uh, it's just, you know, it's a place where you can go talk to people about these mysteries and these these kind of ideas, uh, unlike some of your family members and some of your co-workers what? that look at you sideways when you tell them what you did the past weekend. Okay. Boy, it sounds like a, a Disneyland. All I can say, yes. yes. It is, oh, honestly, wow. it is so much fun at my first I, I can't wait to get down there. The, uh, it was in 2006. Yes. And I was just grinning from ear to ear because uh, I would be too. I, it, it had been years since I was able to go to anything like that where you know you see these uh, interesting speakers and the, the area you've got the history mm -hmm. you've got the uh uh the the atmosphere you've got the mountains you've got the terrain mm -hmm. i mean you're right on the ohio river you're if in in point pleasant oh. if you go a little bit south 
you're going to hit Chewende Park. That's where the two rivers come together, okay. the Kanawha and the Ohio River. That's okay. where Chief Cornstalk is buried. That's uh, where one of the first battles of the Revolutionary War took place. Uh, if you go a little bit north of where uh, uh, the, the Mothman Museum is, is 6th Street, and you have that... Uh, you have the monument to those people, those 46 people that died on the bridge that night. Mm -hmm. Their names are in the sidewalk. There's a <laughs> monument there. And then there's this beautiful mural of the way the bridge used to look like when it went from 6th Street over to the Ohio side. Mm -hmm. Now the bridge is a little further down river. But it is, uh, it's just a, uh, a phenomenal place. You know, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, the Mothman Museum certainly hired the right person. Yeah, you can, you can see the enthusiasm <laughs> if you want to see me. That was a great pitch. I, I'm actually going to be there uh, this week. Of course, uh, this week won't mean anything by the time this airs. Okay, but I'm going to be talking to a reporter. <laughs> there. I'll tell you. I'll report. I'll report on how the reporter. I'm sure you were great. Wow. But yeah. you usually see me on Saturdays between noon and four. Wow. Uh, and Sundays, <laughs> and I uh, I'm there just talking to people and uh, you know ask them if they've been here and 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 what, where they're from. Do you dress and, up? Well. Do you dress up at all? If you don't want a tour guide, I kind of back off. That's fine. But there <laughs> okay. are, I have no a lot song. of just phenomenal conversations with people that are just as interested in this stuff as I am. No, I, I just wanted to know if, if that weekend, you know, they let them all out for, you know, the weekend, <laughs> just for the festival. Or, but let anyway, them I, didn't all want, out. I didn't want to interrupt, but, you know, I, Who you call them? Mothman, I, I really go into a different direction. But well. I got to tell you, I was thinking of you, which must have been about a month ago. Believe it or not, I was in the dollar store, and they had a Mothman memorabilia. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Where were you? Yeah, and, and, yeah I was going to get it, but then they were telling me, you know, that it had some issue. It's, it's a <laughs> Mothman toilet tissue. <laughs> no. It, but they said the ink runs with it when it gets wet, so I, I didn't want to take a chance. Wow. I don't want to do material here. You didn't have any mothballs in your pocket, did you? Oh, 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 oh. I don't know what that I means. Should, I guess. So, wow, huh? Um, interesting. Thank you, Switch, Good for that stuff, little tour up and down uh, your new home. But we got to go back to it. We started this, and um, we didn't end it yet. However, you've been down there for a while. Did you tell us what you had breakfast for breakfast yet? I went to a place called McHappy's, McHappy's Donut <laughs> Shop. McHappy's. It's, uh, it's cool. not very far from here. I could actually walk there if I wanted to. Yes. And it's just, and this, this beautiful new building. I don't know how long it's been there, but it's, it can't, can't have been long. And I had two donuts and a cup of coffee. I sat there at the table. I was reading some uh, literature that might actually become part of the report tonight. Go ahead. So that's what I had. I had two donuts and a cup of black, black coffee. Oh, that's a little disappointing, frankly. He had two donuts, though. It's better than one donut. but uh, well, two, One and a half. These are pretty high-powered donuts. Interesting. I couldn't actually finish both of them. Wow. Okay. Uh, All right. How about you tipping down there? I suppose yeah. you don't have to tip as much. Uh, well, it's interesting you ask that because uh, – uh, some of the places you go to eat are actually cafeteria style. So you don't really have a waitress per se. Uh, and I have not seen one tip cup since I've been down here. <laughs> I, I'm very wow, happy to, to, you did to move to put money in a tip cup, especially <laughs> for jobs that I may not want to do myself. Yes. But they're not there. So I'm, <laughs> I'm getting uh, the, the, the prices are, are pretty good and there's no tipping. In so. that cafeteria, you don't leave a few bucks under your plate for the person who has to go and clean up your mess? I, you clean it up yourself. You take your tray oh, I and, see. and okay. all your, your you know, uh, utensils, put them in the right bucket, yep. you put your debris in the in the right uh, slot, mm. and you get 
uh, get out of there. Sounds exciting, doesn't it? Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Really, yeah. So anyway, wow, Switch, okay. It's my style of diner. Yeah. I think Switch needs a new diner. I think he has to find another diner, something that's really going to load it on. Well, well, the thing is, there's a guy named Jeremy yes. who is uh, works in the Mothman Museum. He's he's the guy that sells the stuff, one of the guys. And the reason I'm there is because uh, the, the people behind the counters, there's usually two people, they just don't have enough time because they're so busy to answer so many questions. So I'm I'm sort of the answer man, believe it or not. Yes. But, but Jeremy is the guy to ask, you should have, we should have him on some night because okay. he knows all about he, he, he grew up there. Hmm. He knows all about the ref, restaurants on both sides of the river. Wow. So do he's you, the guy I go to just to try to do learn you, about some of these eating places. So do you have I'm, to dress up, kind of Switch, when you're the Antiman? Do you have to dress up as Mothman or anything like that? Have they done that to you I, yet? I, I usually wear a provocative t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. that, that sometimes will stimulate that conversations. You've just made, off the sleeves, and if I don't wear a t-shirt, shirt. it also stimulates conversations. You've, I bet it does. Yeah, you just made Raven bomb. By the way, <laughs> you you cad. I took a sip of my tea right <laughs> as you said it, and I Do almost spit it out on my computer. There you go, Switching. Raven. Are you I saving like your room run. while, while you're on the air? What's going on? Yeah, what? Are you yeah. saging the room? Are you? Oh. Yeah, what are you doing here? After that you conversation, know, I have this room spray and I just kind of spray it sometimes. It smells really good. So yeah. I was just kind of spraying it. My my oh, incense okay. went out. So oh, okay. I don't have yeah. any other um, oh, I hate it when aromas. Mm. I thought I was the only one who noticed that, but one one did as well. <laughs> I was hoping no one noticed. So, which, which do you prefer, incense or peppermint? There you go. Incense. That's way before she was born, that one. So why don't we do this? Well, that little walk down memory lane, not memory lane, but uh, Mothman lane. Thank you, Switch. You're you're yeah, embedded, thanks. as they say. Thank you. What a great oh. pitch. For yeah, I can't oh, wait to get down there. We gotta I know, go. Down, I can't man. wait to go visit. How about that? How about and, and, and also, you know, it's, it's great to visit even not during the festival. Yes. It's just that, and and that way, if you come down not during the festival, I can actually spend some time with you. Yes. And, and show oh, you around. Perfect. I have too many duties during the festival. Now listen, if you um, you say you're you're just a little bit south of the Mason Dixon line, is that right? Well, actually, no, I think, uh, let's see, uh, I think it'd actually be east. The, the Mason-Dixon okay. line is actually, uh, as I understand it, the Ohio River. If you ran so fast enough, would you, could you so get on the right I, side? I cross the Ohio River, I'm in Ohio, yes. and I'm a northerner again. <laughs> okay. There's a now joke in there a, somewhere. A, but a, a hillbilly, I mean, in, a, in a good way. Huh. That's a cool area. Yes. Well, it switch. Is, it's, it's, it's actually, it's just, uh, can I just say one other thing? Sure. I went down to Huntington, which is south of here. To get a uh, to, to rent a van because I had to go back to pick up some uh, stuff that was in storage. Okay, and I, I was just uh, marveling at the beauty of the countryside. You know, it's just phenomenal. Yes. Oh, and and by the way, I had this uh, Friday, some friends of mine are coming down from different 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 locales, and we're going to head down about a half hour south of here to eat at Hillbilly Hot Dogs. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! It's a, it wow. is, it is a, this place. I'll have to send some pictures. This yeah, place send is pictures. awesome. Can you I tell you something? Long. You don't. You don't really every want every kind of hot dog you could imagine. You know, you you really don't want those two words in the same sentence. You know what I mean? Isn't there only one kind of hot dog? Yeah. Like it's and just it, hot dog. It ain't hillbilly. No, no. It's 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 like every. They have like a hundred choices, probably, uh, of different there's, types of hot dogs. There's so many jokes on there. We can't count them all. And, and then they have they have this, this <laughs> like old empty buses there, and they've got a uh, like a, an outhouse 
uh, with a, th- a three-seater, and uh, it's uh, the decor is. <laughs> Wait a minute! Stop! 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 Uh, Hold on! Hold on! Yes. I-, I bet the I bet the big seller in those hot dogs that road killer. Roadkill with onions. It's always a big seller. Switz, did you say that there's a restroom? Tasty. There's a restroom with three. What 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 you call it? A three hole? Well, it's well. I don't think people actually use it, but because it's there and it's like a a kind of a wide outhouse. The door is open, and it's a three seater. And the three seats are kind of standing up. I've got a picture of it somewhere. I'll have to have to send it. Wow. But you uh, you are like a bidet. What's that? Is it like a bidet? Is that's that a, one? Yeah, it's a southern bidet. <laughs> southern bidet. <laughs> yeah, I think they got a guy that's doing that. Yeah, really, Switch, up underneath it. Let, what a let me know what the uh, vegetarian options are there, okay? Oh, Get I'm sure they do. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, sure they, they have. have a whole menu for it. They have everything you can possibly conceive of. They're not like uh, the guys in the Big Bang crushing moths into your mm. scrambled eggs and stuff, are they? How do you know? Wow, he's not saying. He's tight-lipped all of a sudden. Maybe this is salt. So, uh, thank you, uh, Switch, for that uh, tour of uh, Point Pleasant, West Virginia, home of Mothman, center of the Mothman universe, and you are now the answer man in uh, Point Pleasant. The Mothman Museum wow. on weekends. Maybe and, and Mothman. Occasionally other times. Maybe he's going to hold a grudge against you. Do you ever think that? you think you, maybe you're pissing him off by telling the people? Mothman? Yes. Well, if he if he gets uh, if he gets uh, his uh, tail feathers ruffled, oh. perhaps he'll show himself. Uh, he'll he'll what? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Good way of looking at it. I've never seen him. I've, I've talked to some of the original witnesses. Not yet. I've never seen okay. the, the Mothman. I in think the, uh, I think you're on his list. Flesh. <laughs> well, he hasn't been seen since the '60s. Is well, that right? he's, he's been seen a couple times, or something. Okay. Seen something. You know what they say, though, like, Switchy. If you get hit with bird crap. Go buy a lottery ticket. If it's Mothman, you might want to just go to the racetrack. You know what I mean? There'll be a lot of good luck in there. Mm. I will consider that. I will give that all the consideration <laughs> that it's due, man. Thanks. Why don't we do that hey, on that switch. note? Do you run into Emily M. down there? He keeps asking. Uh, she's, uh, uh, she is not too far from here. Mm-hmm. And I do expect, uh, you know, I, I think that, that she'll be visiting down this way. And uh, huh? a couple other of my friends that used to live in uh, uh, Pennsylvania have moved to West Virginia. So... We're going to be congregating this summer. Wow. Huh? Oh, that's fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So why don't we do this with those thoughts in our head? Why don't we uh, take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Macaloni's Milk Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the, the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltrex, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Quickly, quickly, let's introduce the gang. Very famous Juan Juan is here. Sir Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, Over everybody. There, Welcome yeah. back to the show. Also, Switch, uh, Switchblade Steve Waters with us down there in uh, Point Pleasant, <clears throat> West Virginia. West, by God, Virginia. There you go. Right. They ran out of mottos, so they picked up a few... Or at some other license plate. What is it again? Wild, wild and woolly, West Virginia. Wild and wonderful. I, I think I, I don't usually read my license plate, so I, I think that's it. Okay, it's better than New Hampshire's, which is what live or shoot. Live free or die. Live free or die. Anyway, thank you, Switch, for being here. Willie Club, thank you for being here, our security chief. Hey, Mac. Thanks for having me. It's been a fun night so far. So far. Looking forward to a lot more. Well, there's still some time left. <laughs> there is. Yep. For the good on hill, I mean. Uh, Raven is with us, our favorite good witch. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. I feel like I just introduced you. Did I? Uh, I don't know. Did you? No, you were just talking to her. I remember. Okay. You can never <laughs> introduce Raven uh, more than another. Very same. <laughs> there are some shows they introduce like three times a segment, as it turns out. Uh, very famous author, Max Apula, in the house with us. What's up, Max? Hello, everyone. In the studio with us. Okay. Good to be here. That's everyone, and now we're going to uh, introduce one of our super fans, joining us from uh, Missouri, the middle of the country, Doug Daniels. Let's give him a round of applause, which we will sweeten up later on in, that, in post. Doug, how you doing? Double D. I'm doing very well. There's no S on my last name. I am related to the Jack Daniel of the whiskey. Well, wow, 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 wait a minute. Hold on. Jackie's my only friend. Really? When my parents pass away, I I will uh, receive royalties from the company. Yeah, kidding me. Really? Do we just become best friends? Why don't I just give you $5,000 right now and you'll be ahead of the game? Mac, you can give me a signed book. Okay. I'll give you anything you want. Now, wait a second. Now, is it right you're going to inherit part of the Jack Daniel fortune? Uh, It's a small part. Don't get excited. It's a small part. I'm already excited. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, that's good. That's great. And and were were they your great grandfather or something like that? First started something? Uh, One, two. So, great. Great, three greats, three great grandfather. Uh, he died. I don't know if you know the story, but uh, my, my, as my family tells it, yes, uh, he went into er- he he went into work early one day, and he couldn't get the safe open because the person, his accountant, his uh, his uh, field hand, yep, usually opened the safe. And uh, he, long story short, he couldn't get the safe open. Yes. So out of frustration and anger, he kicked the safe. He broke his toe and got an infection. And that's how Jack Daniel, no no S, but apostrophe S, proper English. Uh, that's how he died was an infection from kicking wow. the safe. So if you go tour the facility, they always tell you this is the reason why to never go into work early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the safe. That's why yeah. I never do. Interesting. Yeah, me too. Wow. wow, huh? Well, that's interesting. That's a very uh, interesting um, family tree yeah, you have there. So do you yeah. drink? You don't drink Jim Beam or any of that slop, do you? Uh, it's okay, but there's a uh, so there a little history on Jack Daniels. Go there's ahead. a Red Dog and White Rabbit. White Rabbit was for the uh, for the owners of the plantations, and the uh, Red Dog was for the uh, employees, oh, the okay. uh, workers go. of the plantation. Right. The uh, the Red Dog saloon specific uh, batch of whiskey yep. 
was a little harsher, a little more strong of a bite. Sure. And the white rabbit had a smoother aftertaste. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the dog both is... are very good, but you can only get those two recipes in Lynchburg, Tennessee, at what's called the bottle shop because it's a dry county. So mm-hmm. you can't buy liquor, but you can buy bottles. <laughs> They just so happen to be full of liquor. Interesting choice of words for the city, too. <laughs> Down, Lynchburg. I'm dead serious. It. That's how it works. Yeah, I know. Right? I love it. So when do we do this? So now Doug uh, was one of three winners in the Ask Raven Five Questions contest. And um, he has his five questions, I'm sure. Raven, are you ready? You thought you had I'm a ready. headache coming on the show. How about now? And this segment was not rehearsed. There we go. No. <laughs> As you can tell, no. Not by a long So, step. Doug, you have the five questions. You want to count them down five through one or one through five? How do you want to do it? Uh, just randomly. There's, randomly. there's no numerical order. Well, However, let's start. Uh, start with number, number one. one. What was your most ex- horrible experience with the Ouija board? Um, I mean, probably the one that I had originally told. Um, I do. I have a Ouija board. Um, so it's something that... At some point, I will use again, um, especially due to uh, the continued activity in my house. Um, Mr. Raven and I will probably end up using it. Um, We just haven't done it yet. Um, But yeah, definitely the the one that I told on the show originally was the the scariest for me. Okay, next question. What's your your best paranormal experience? Okay, Um, so I guess that would have to be... I don't want to say like best, but um, the one that like really uh, to this day sends shivers down my spine. Um, I was in my what, what's now my dining room, but at the time it was a, a makeshift bedroom because of the renovations that we were doing. And I was leaning over folding laundry on a bed and I felt somebody like take like a like a big breath in right right behind me like. Mm-hmm. inches behind my ear and then i turned oh around and God. nothing was there no, it wasn't mr raven mr raven no checking in yeah he knows oh, yeah he knows okay no it wasn't him checking in you know if you don't know oh no, no? I, okay. was, I was alone i was alone in the house wow so did as, it scare as you? long as it wasn't the shoes hang on <laughs> oh god yeah that hasn't happened again yet thankfully <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Okay, please. Uh, next question. This is Doug Daniels. He was one of the winners in the Ask Raven Five Questions Contest. We're now on question number three. Doug, please. By far, what is your most embarrassing moment so far in your history of life? Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> well, bring your father so on. I, many of them, I, I, guess. I have like the perfect answer for this because it, it literally haunts me to this day. Go ahead. And this is from third grade. Oh. Like, how old are you in third grade? Eight? I don't know. Whatever, whatever age that was. One one was um, 15, but that's another show. Go ahead. <laughs> I was so confident that we had to do this stupid thing where you had to memorize a poem and then you had to say it in front of the whole class and you had to use props. Like they made you use props for it. Okay. So there was this ice cream poem. I don't know the name of it, but it, it had about 75 flavors of ice cream that all rhymed with other Oh stuff. my God. It was crazy. And I was like, oh, I can do this. And I didn't even attempt to memorize anything. <laughs> all I wanted to do was use this little bell to signify like the ice cream shop door opening. Okay. So I would just ring it and then somebody would come up to my little counter and then I'd be like, just 
completely deer in the headlights. Wow. <laughs> the teacher was like Third trying grade. to feed me lines, and it was just such a lost cause. Like I, I had zero attempt of memorizing this poem. Wow. Okay. Oh, well, we're embarrassed for you. Like yeah. probably once a week. <laughs> Did you really? Eight-year-old oh, state. That has never left me. <laughs> wow. Turn the page. I, I've right. got a U. I've got a UFO question for you. Good. Have you ever experienced in your lifetime star jelly? Now, I, I have 20 acres in Knightson, California with three horses, and I saw this stuff fall from the sky. I even called the sheriff's department, and they had no idea what it was. Star jelly. And I had to research what it was, and that's how I came to the conclusion that it was, quote-unquote, star jelly, because I didn't at all know what it was. Good. Have you ever encountered or have heard of star jelly what, 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 what is it can you tell us what it is is it like jelly that falls from the sky to look like jelly it, it, uh in layman in layman's terms if a baby were to pee in a diaper and it congealed that congealed jelly that's what it looks like but it came out of literal nowhere it sounds like something out of charles fort uh, yeah I, congealed Okay. Infant urine. Um, okay. I I have never heard of it, no. and I have never seen anything like that. That's the first. Star jelly is a great uh, name for it. John Keel described something like that, but he just called it. He didn't call it uh, that. He called it something else. Jam. So star star jelly star jelly in the Amazon rainforest. There there, there have been people uh, natives in in the Amazon who have found quote unquote star jelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they they report getting uh, flu like symptoms, cold like symptoms. Um, but it has the same consistency of what I just spoke about of, of the uh, uh, congealed uh, wet material. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can uh, I, I can explain it is if you were to cut open a urine filled diaper or a water filled diaper, that lick, that uh, gel substance. Um, I have it on my YouTube page because hmm. it fell from the sky and I recorded it immediately. I'm, I'm not going to plug it. No, so no worries. You can plug away. Uh, let me uh, just uh, ask Max. You know, if it was if it was blue, then I would say wow. it came out of a plane. Hey, Max Afula, yes. you uh, you did four it, it, years. It was not yeah. blue, no sir. It was not blue. Mike, you no. did four years of medical school. Did uh, does infant urine congeal? Do you, did you take that? Uh, no, it doesn't. It actually. doesn't. Well, maybe I'm solving. Well, it was it was congealed like substance. I don't know what it was, okay. and I'm too broke to have it tested. Okay. <laughs> so I, I never did. But my horses wouldn't go near it. Huh? Um, I, it fell. It fell on the feed. It fell on the hay. They they absolutely they one of the horses act the female horse actually kicked the hay out of the uh, what would you call it? the the line yep. the. Uh, the, the corral, the, the uh, yeah, the corral. I mean, it's not paddock. Really, the, the paddock, uh, you know, the, uh, the yeah, paddock. I'll say corral. Yeah, it, they, right. she kicked it. <laughs> she kicked it out, but it was just a small amount on the on that hay bale. Yeah. You know, my, that hay bale's not cheap. Mm. <laughs> well, there wasn't a, a way. How did you get rid of it? I was going to say there wasn't a little kid. How did you get rid of it? Does it like fade away or melt away or something? I or? didn't touch it, and uh, before I moved to Ohio. Uh, I moved to Ohio about three months ago, and uh, before that, that gel substance stayed on the tree bark, on the rocks, Mm. on the grass, gravel, and on that specific portion of the hay of the bale. It stayed on there for about 
I'd say a solid nine months. Really? Yeah. Solid nine months. It, it tinted a little bit, but yes. it didn't change its chemical composition. It was straight gel. And it was really weird. It was, uh, it was cubed. It was cubed, <laughs> cubed. gel. <laughs> I've never know, seen like cube baby yeah. urine. But. We just had yeah, a yeah, uh, question from the there chat. Was no, there was no planes overhead, and I checked the uh, online radar. <laughs> I checked the uh, the radar app that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, probably not mm-hmm. sufficient, but uh, and there's there was no, no uh, planes in the air. There's no babies crawling around. To do these dumps, you know, you know to clean yes. out. Oh yeah, the right before the airport. Restroom. Yeah. Well, Doug, you live an Is interesting life. Yes. Yeah. Is it clear? No, it was blue, but maybe it can be other uh, colors it was too. An, it was no way, shape, or form blue. It was not blue. No. <laughs> it's another well, show. Maybe when the ear got to it, it changed colors. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I think we're done to, to que- two questions left, right? Double D? Uh, oh, uh, Raven. Raven. Yeah. Are you going to be attending Oktoberfest in Hamburg, New York? If um, I may. I, I don't know. Um... I haven't planned on it. Are you uh, attending, Doug? Are you attending? <laughs> Doug, are you attending? I am, yes. My my birthday, that's on my birthday, and I, I got an Airbnb. Oh cool. And I got pay I got paid time off. So I'm nice. gonna be uh, in Hamburg in New York, Buffalo, New York. I'm gonna go over and visit uh, Devil's Gorge. I'm oh gonna, yeah. I'm gonna investigate the internal flame. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a whole bunch of hiking. In New York, wow, um, oh, fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll have to look into it and and see if uh, God, there's probably like no Airbnbs left at this point, but I can take well, a look. Yes. Uh, wow, huh? Okay, so we got one more question left. Here we go. Okay, and so final questions: What is besides the shoe and the bralette? What is wow. <laughs> what is your best paranormal experience? Your if best. I may ask. Your best. Like on a scariness level or like something that was like, oh, that was kind of weird. Uh, your, your best, if I were in your shoes and I could prove it, uh, maybe that's the worst. Uh, whatever you consider the best. Uh, physical spiritual on video not on video most uh, enlightening audible you know the shoe moving uh what do you what do you think so the most intense one was definitely when i heard somebody running up my basement stairs um and again i was oh, alone in my house um and it didn't help that it was like you know 10 o'clock at night so it was like pitch blackout i was nowhere um, near there <laughs> Um, yeah, I heard someone, and it, it wasn't like on the a record. normal like walking up the stairs. It was like somebody was running up the stairs, and I ended up leaving my house. I was like, nope, not not doing it. <laughs> However, um, about a week ago, and I didn't, I forgot to even uh, tell Mac about this. So this is all this is all new right now. This is live. Um, I was working during the day, just doing my thing. I was alone at my house, and. All of a sudden, I hear this, like, the loudest moan I have ever heard in my life. Wow. And it woke up my cat. 
<laughs> my dog was downstairs. He was like completely asleep. He didn't hear anything. But my cat woke up, came out of, you know, my bedroom where she was sleeping and like looked at me like, what the hell was that? And I was so freaked out. I called Mr. Raven, oh. who was, you know, two hours away from here really? as if he was going to help me. And I was like, I just heard something. And I don't know what it was. I was shaking like a leaf. It was so creepy. Wow. Huh. What did he say when hey, you called him? Can I, can, I, can I real quick give a shameless plug? Sure. Starboard Galley. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding. I, I I heard your recommendation, and as a truck driver, I was out there. No way, you didn't go there, about, did you? About a, about a week ago. No way. And, uh, I actually went there. You kidding me? I'm not. Did kidding. you really? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, brother. Did you tell them one one sent you? Did they know? They got really good food, man. Did they, they really know? Do. Did they know you were a friend of the show? I said it, but. There was a questionable look, and I just kept to myself. So <laughs> <laughs> we get a lot of those down there, as it turns out. Wow. Okay, Doug. Super dope. You make a delivery in the area? Yeah. Nice. Delivery? No, I'm a truck driver. I parked probably about 20 miles away, and I got a Uber over there. Yeah, really, okay. man. Cool. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was it was really good food, though. It really was. No yeah. joke. We'll tell them. So, what, about a week ago, you'd say? Uh, about. Nine nine days. Nine days to be okay. exact. All right. Yeah. Well, we might see them later on. Star, Starboard we... Gal. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Starboard Gal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Doug. So, how long you been listening to the show? Oh gosh. Okay. So that's a fun fact. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I've been listening. To, I've been listening to the show for about a, a year. About a year ago, I found your show. I didn't even know you did Coast to Coast. I don't like. I'm not a fan of Coast to Coast. I think George Snorri is really boring. He does too many shows on uh, uh, spiritual healing, and I'm not going to belittle anybody. But I did not add Bell. He's not not at Bell. Bell. Oh, God bless your soul. And you're not as fat as I thought you were. Forgive (laughs) me for saying that. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Me? No, not you. Club? (laughs) Wow. So anyway, so yes, yeah, so you heard us on, so you heard me on Coast to Coast, and then, bada bang. Uh, no, I, 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 I heard you on KGRA before I heard you on Coast to Coast. Oh, okay. Hmm. And as a truck driver, obviously I have nothing but time. I went down literally every single episode. You want to know my my most favorite? I, I I'd call it a skit, but I'm sure it's not a skit. Go ahead. My most favorite episode is where you're trying to contact a person to come on your show, and he, and you say, "Well, I just wanted to," and he says, <laughs> "And you say, well, I just want to make sure that you," and he says, <laughs> "And he says, oh, and then you get frustrated, and he keeps coughing, and yeah. it's hilarious. That I don't know. I think it's I think it's about nine months old. Yeah, but uh, that." That is the most funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Wow. That. Oh, and and if I might add, the Great Emu War. I tell people about the oh, yeah. Great Jackals. Emu yeah. War all the time. Yes. They say, no, get out of here. There's no way there was an Emu War. I said, yes, there was. And the Australians lost. I said, I said, Mac Maloney and Military X-Files, there sure was. I uh-huh. said, look up the podcast. Go ahead. And I said, you know what? If you don't want to do that, look up look up the Wikipedia. I go down the list. Oh, man, I get really excited. And I tell them about the books. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 
This guy. Okay, oh thank God. you. So we appreciate oh, it. I double. get super excited. I'm not going to lie. And I, I, I got to tell you, I'm super, I'm super sorry for uh, being difficult in the email. Who's difficult? You no know, one's I mean, difficult. Well, listen, so you want to hang? Going, hey, you want you want to hang around with us? I can't say why on air, but uh, yeah. yes, I was. I, you know, I, I was just nervous. That's all. <laughs> Do you want to hang around with us for the rest of the show? Do you have time? Oh, brother, I got nothing but time. Okay, I don't have go. to be at my stop until oh. Uh, oh nine hundred tomorrow. You're not driving right now, are you? Are you driving right now? Driving and... now? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, all right. Just want to make sure. So why don't we do this? It, it's a, it, it's 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 uh it's eighteen fifty four where I'm at. Uh -huh. I don't. I'm good. Good. Look. Good. All there right. Go. Yeah, he's drinking Ooh, chocolate milk. Hair. Interesting. Oh. Uh, why don't we do this then? Why don't we take a uh, commercial break now and calm down, regroup. And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Eight weeks later, he's ready to absolutely kill this guy because he's got these little hickeys all over his body from the wiffle ball. That's what he said. Okay, wow. Wow. So another story in the annals of the Coast Guard history. He's running around with a wiffle ball bat, right? Crack, cracking wow. the troops. All right, let me ask Let me ask Dr. Bob something uh, real uh -oh. quick before serious, we get something into Something serious, Dr. Right. Bob. Dr. Bob, you're, you're familiar with the character Popeye, right? Yes, sir. Uh, what military branch was he in? was in the Navy. Yeah, bop, bop, boy. Sorry, Doc. You need to go look that up on the internet. I'm going to give you one opportunity to do some research because you're a sharp guy. And you don't need, it, it doesn't involve a, a phone. Take a look. <laughs> 1927, it's... United States Coast Guard. Stop in the name Guard? of the Coast Guard. No, no, no. This is not right. This is disinformation. Doc, you are the impartial source. You look on the internet and you tell me if that if my claim is correct. Off here. Now, listen, it's getting a little sad now as it turns out. Look, everyone knows he's popped by the sailor man. And what are Coast Guardsmen? They're not sailors. Uh, no, they're the Coast Guard guys. I mean, when you say sailor, you say so, U.S. Navy. So a soldier is not a soldier. Let me ask a you A Marine this. is not a Marine. No, let me ask you this. Anytime in the cartoons, what kind of uniform is he wearing? He's wearing the same uniform that he's the wearing, Coast Guard wore. No, he's wearing white. He's always in the white sailor's and the Coast, uniform. And the Coast Guard had that. Oh, just a coincidence. Okay, this just rages and on. If you, and if you look on the earlier... The first cartoons that featured Popeye, okay. he wore the blue, the dark blue top. I'm not. Yeah. I, oh, I'm, I thought it was more of an olive color. See, see. Oh, he's in the eye. <laughs> anyway. Well, Doc, so I don't know any. I don't know any sailor that ever wore we an olive segment? color. Did we start the segment? <laughs> no, we didn't. We no, didn't. Okay. All right. Too bad. That was good stuff. Right? This is an ongoing debate. Why haven't hasn't this debate been solved? It's 
I presented was all the information. He's in the Navy. That's I presented why. all the information, and then Matt goes, "It's not true." Except when Matt goes online and shows something, like when he assigns one of you know one of his assignments, and then it's Burning Bush. Anything, I get it. I, I, I completely understand. Anything this. I've seen on the internet indicates Popeye was in the I, Navy. I, I even sent you the video clip from YouTube where he says, "Stop in the that. name of the United States Coast Guard." That's the, one of the first that could have been people. fate. It could have been fake very easily. Well, right after, right song? after the gra- it's Popeye right Popeye the Sailor Man. See, it, I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Come right? On. Does he say Popeye the Sailor Man? I'm in the U.S. Uh, Navy. No, he no, doesn't have a, to. No, but he's a sailor. Man. He's a sailor man. And does he say I'm Popeye the Coast Guard man? And you're telling me that the Coast Guard? I live in a garbage can. See, Coast Guard men are not sailors, is what you're saying now. Is that not the word? I love this because this is the same shit I used to do. No, no, wait, 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 no, hang on. Time the frig out. This is the part I really love best. I used to hear this from the Navy. Oh, uh, puddle pirates. You need to be six feet tall to be I'm in the not Coast Guard. Why, why do you assume and here that I I'm... Am, here I am, the single ship off the coast of Antarctica. No, no, uh. There isn't another ship in sight. No yes. Navy ship showing up. Navy airplanes showing <laughs> Come up. Come on. But now not, we're not sailors. No, no. I'm not disparaging the Coast Guard. I love the Coast Guard. But we're not sailors. Got it. Uh, no, absolutely great. No, no but I'm, I'm saying like the, the, you know, if you ask 99 percent of the people you ask are going to say, "What does sailor mean?" And means he's in the navy. I don't know what they call coast guardsmen. Coast guardsmen. So if you're a merchant seaman, you're not a sailor. If you're, you're a, a soldier, seaman. you're in the army, correct? Right. Okay. All right. Well, when you say to people he's a soldier, where do they assume he is? Right. So what do you say for someone who goes to sea in a military vessel? He's a sailor. He's in. The- if he's in a merchant nope, fleet, he's a sailor. Coast guardsman. Yes. Well, right. uh, another county heard from uh, someone who well, didn't I, serve in the Coast Guard. I'm, now I you're telling me what it is. I, it see. says here, Navy personnel are called sailors. Yes. Those in the Marines are called Marines. The Coast Guard calls its people Coast Guardsmen. Thank you for the, the clarification. God uses whatever branch. Of the there you go. What more do you need to know? I think that solves it. <laughs> I, I am so proud. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, 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 obviously, you got the true internet, no, and the listen. internet that I showed was the lie. Well, internet. you're in like the dark net. Yeah, or but something. I got the. I got the. You're in the dark you're network. Right. I'm in the regular network. Listen, let's do this. Let's do this. If if if. Just, Mac, I have, just I have absolutely had it with this whole discussion <laughs> no, because no. I took the time to lay it all out. I went and showed you Task and Purpose, which is one of the best military sites, and they came oh. out and they gave the complete clarification. Not good enough. No, no, I no, went no, no, no. any of that could be completely fake. Let me then just why is it not? <laughs> Listen, let me just ask you one thing. Let me, if we prove to you that we're right, let's just, okay? How are you going to prove to me? No, let, let's just, that is to be announced, okay? Will you go to the... Um, to that to the casino, the Boston Casino, right in Everett, because you know they have a statue of Popeye in the front door. If you can believe this, Doctor Bob, they do. Forty-eight million dollars. This thing is worth forty-eight, 48 million dollars. Made of jewels. This freaking guy made a statue of Popeye for forty-eight million dollars. How insane wow. is that? It's a lot of spinach. And given it, 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 given it to uh, the, the... Doctor Bob, doing materials, excellent. So, anyways, I think sorry. the issue I'm is sorry. resolved. Yeah, I do too. Well, I consider it's oh. okay, uh, Coco. You can't win every battle. I, I'm glad you guys think you're right. Okay. God bless you all. You're wrong. You ready? I, okay. I. <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that as a Coast Guardsman, check with club club. Look that up on your light web. If I'm allowed to say that, I I. Get nasty now. Oh, I gotta cut that. Oh, you want to talk sailor? Let's talk like a sailor there, big guy. Poor loser. Wow. Ooh. Oh, loser. Oh, oh wow. loser. You want to bring that game? Can I stop the segment, please? All right. Time, please. <laughs> I don't- 
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milk Tracks on show here at the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show. Wow, what a show. This has turned out to be. Very quickly, girls, the very famous Juan Juan is here. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. It's been a fantastic show. So far. What a, what a character this guy, Doug, is. No Coco tonight. He's out saving the planet. Uh, Switchblade Steve Waters here, national correspondent. Switchy. Great to be here. Okay. Also, uh, Security Chief Willie Clevis here. Hi, Mac. Hi, folks. I can't yeah. wait to have some Mac, uh, some, what do they call it? Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. I'm a scotch drinker, but I might uh, try some Ow! Jack tonight. And star jelly. Don't see, you just said the dirty word. Also, our favorite good witch up there in the sideways in the yard. Raven is with us, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Everything okay with you? Your headache gone away? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> really? Yeah, manageable? Okay. So we didn't help either way. We didn't make it worse. We didn't make it better. Yeah, it's just, you know. Okay. Whatever. Like, I'm just gonna will it away. Can, oh, you know. <laughs> Speaking oh, of willing it away, no, you had headaches for three days. Lacks <laughs> a pull up. Famous guy. In the, I get uh, migraines uh, all the time, out. so this is oh, okay. like normal. Yeah. yeah. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yeah, and the moon, and you and know, the, the planets. Mm -hmm. Wow. W uh, why was Mr. Raven two hours away the day of the uh, moon? Oh well, he he works out of town, oh, I so see. he he travels. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? Did he did he come running right home and save you? Well, he's like, he's like, I'm in Oneana. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Wow. I just needed to call you. Okay. <laughs> also yeah. with us is our uh, super fan Doug Daniels, out there in Missouri somewhere. Double D, how are you doing? I'm great, sir. I'm still looking for that cat in the background of, of Raven. Yeah, you got a cat clock. It's on its way back. I haven't seen it. Sorry. Oh, there it is, right there. Um, cat clock is gone. Yeah, cat clock is gone. Uh, okay, All on right. its way back to Shanghai. Right. Poof. So, um, uh, this is um, a, a segment tonight. We're going to uh, be talking about what the government, what our government has done, uh, has not done. You know, within the past year and a half or so, when they said they were going to finally look into UFOs. So, why don't we um, play the club bumper right now? Reporting the latest in the U.S. military's new investigation into UFOs and what they still aren't telling you. It's time for the Club Report. And the uh, Club, so listen, we were talking uh, about this off the air, and uh, it's just this kind of crazy timeline that came into my mind. Um, so basically, this is the short version, okay? UFOs show up in a national consciousness at like around 1947, July 4th, 1947. People see them switching. You can correct me on any historical points, okay? So, and then all of a sudden, people start seeing flying saucers everywhere. And um, after Kenneth Arnold had his sighting. So, uh, late 40s, early 50s, the Air Force seemed to be the one looking into it more than anyone else. And they just basically started denying it. At first, kind of admitting it, but then they the, the curtain came down. They started denying it. And um, they started this uh, thing called um, Project Blue Book. And, um, you know, that was just kind of like a, a thing. It kind of, yes, men really didn't solve anything. That was that started in the 50s, and that was uh, disposed of, I think, in the late 60s, the 67 to 69. And then the U.S. government said that they didn't do anything looking into UFOs for like about 30 years. But now we know that's untrue. And it, 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 we have proof that in the 90s they were still kind of looking at this thing, not knowing what was going on. Now, you flash ahead to 2018, where some videos of UFOs that were seen by Navy pilots in 2004, at least some of them, came to light. 
And for the first time, the U.S. military kind of admitted, okay, you know, these are authentic. Our pilots saw them. We don't know what they are. Suddenly, they got about $33 million from the government to look into these things. They start this agency with like this unpronounceably stupid name. And they changed the name of UFOs to something else. Okay, but but it happened. But it came out in kind of like the light of day. At the same time, I don't know why this th- these things connect with me, but at the same time, this thing that NASA had been building for 20 years, 20 years in delays, so this thing called the James Webb Telescope. And they, they finally shot it off. It's this unbelievable piece of engineering. It's a million miles out into space. And it has a telescope so powerful that it will be able to look back, in theory, to the what was happening before the Big Bang, okay, 13 and a half billion years ago. So we might someday soon know what was happening before the Big Bang happened, which is really kind of crazy. That's the beginning of wildlife creation. The second thing that this telescope can do is zoom in in one of these exoplanets that you hear about these days, which are planets outside our own solar system, and analyze it's the atmosphere of these exoplanets and see if there's any carbon dioxide, carbon monoxide, you know, leftovers, gases, and waste products from, you know, kind of fuel generation. And if you had something like that in the atmosphere, artificial to a, nat- a natural atmosphere, then you know somebody is down there. So those are the two things. Now, um, uh, two things happened this week. And basically what it was was there was a scientist in China. And I'll let you get in here, Club, in a second, okay? There was a scientist in China who, who believed that he found alien life through one of these radio telescopes in China. Uh, his post was immediately taken down. A day later, a guy at Google, who's been working on their artificial intelligence program, reported that the program that he invented, basically this artificial intelligence was aware of itself. It had come to life. It was aware of itself. And the reason that they know that was that the guy asked it a question, I guess in a list of questions. He said, How, uh, what would you consider death? And the thing answered to him, I would consider death someone shutting me off and not letting me work for human beings. I mean, how strange is that? It's a very odd answer. And uh, so anyway, he was fired like the next day for reporting this. So what we have is the government re- saying that UFOs exist. We don't know what they are. We have this James Woods telescope that's going to look back into the Big Bang very soon. We have a guy in China who says, I found aliens. And we have a guy who says that artificial intelligence has become aware of itself. Okay, All within a very kind of compact time period. Right? Club. Yeah, you know, Mac. The to me, this this whole time frame that I've been monitoring really goes back to last November when they set up the uh, DoD, established that new group, as you say, that acronym that no one can uh, pronounce it fully. Um, and at that time, it was very quiet. They, you know, they had their meeting and they announced it, and then for months, nothing happened. And uh, then all of a sudden, things are starting to come out. You know, things are being disclosed that go back, like this incident in China and so on, that go back a few years. So it's very interesting. But to me, I think it has something to do with the establishment of that new uh, group in the uh, DOD in November. Because after that, things started moving pretty quickly, like I say, after that lull period. Right. I mean... You know, when we look at it, you know, uh, obviously the one that you're, I know you're impressed with is that whole issue about the, uh, the like the movie Contact. Uh-huh. I think everyone's familiar with Contact. Great movie. Where, uh, you know, they, they go up and they listen for sounds up there. Um, 
and as I've told Mac, I, I'm, a, I'm not into sounds. I'm into visual. So although I love the movie uh, Contact, I thought it was great. I don't get too impressed by the Chinese coming in talking about all these sounds they find. Yep. And then they pull it off their website, yeah. you know, the next day. So uh, the sounds, but, I, but again, it's just an example of all of a sudden, everyone seems to want to disclose something. Yes. You know, uh, coming up. You know, so, you know, it goes to that, you know, with the, the big telescope. The, the Chinese have this Sky Eye telescope, mm -hmm. which is bigger than uh, anything else in the world. And so that's where, you know, they got some credibility that they're, they're picking up something there. I just personally, uh, uh, if I can see something rather than hear it, who the hell knows what sounds are out there? What do you think of the, but anyways, uh, what do you think you of the artificial, what do you, no, I'm sorry. What do you think of the artificial intelligence thing? Sentient. Mm. Sentient yeah, is the word. It, it, yeah, it's interesting, you know, that, you know, that that comes back and, and basically know, is aware of itself. And, uh, you know, you, you can't doubt the fact that they fired the person. Yes, <laughs> means it's true. Is of interest. So I expect to see that person being interviewed on a lot of radio yep. shows at night. Write a book. So we'll stay tuned for that. Let's get him on here. But, but you know, the other thing that, that really impressed me was this whole NASA now getting involved now nasa is going to study ufos you investigate know, they, they announced ufos. that just recently yep. you know where this was primarily under the you know the dod and now uh, nasa is stepped up and, and as we all know nasa has some pretty impressive equipment mm -hmm. for monitoring and see why and so now on. and you know they've got a history if anyone knows what's going on you know it's they them. Know the moon and you know why Mars now and everything else you know what i mean why now? Yeah, the, now, now the well, DOD's into it. The well, Congress is into I, it. I really NASA's believe into that it. the starting of that new group and then the subcommittee that, remember, that met after that recently uh, with some of these uh, scientists, and, and they seem to all of a sudden give credibility to some stuff. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's why a lot of them are coming out of the closet, you might say, with some of these uh, earlier sightings. So. Right. I don't know. I, something's happened, I think, around uh, you know, the end of the year that uh, they, they want to get out there. Like you say, maybe they want to get out there and give us a little heads up right. I'm before gonna, something comes down the road here. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you think they're setting us up for something? I do. I do. I, I didn't at first, Mac. You know, we talked about this establishment of that group, you know, and then it, nothing happened for months. I said, nah, I don't know. Hmm. But then, like you say, all of these things – all of a sudden being disclosed, items that go back, one goes back 50 years, mm -hmm. you know, but then the ones in 2018. Yep. Uh, it just tells me that uh, for some reason, you know, they, they want to come out now and get some information out to the public mm -hmm. so that maybe it won't be such a big shock. Such a big blow, yeah, yeah. You know, and, uh, but clearly, you know, you're hearing even on national television is picking this up and national radio, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, the, this whole thing with the IA and uh, the whole thing about the committee that that briefing uh, that they had right. about the new uh, uh, group. Mm -hmm. uh, they had that on C-SPAN mm -hmm. been running that a number of times. It made the national networks. So all of a sudden, yeah, this it, it's like someone turned on a switch. Yes. Not a switchy. We got to uh, we got to uh, start getting some information out. I so know. we'll see. But yep. all of a sudden, uh, you're right. There's there's uh, something something's happening, and uh, well, you know we we may know something uh, 
before you know it. But uh, it's a lot more interesting, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, decades the whole of thing with UFOs and everything is is really dried up over the last few years. Not anymore. You listen to the shows and the experts; they rehash the same old thing yes. because they don't have anything new. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, there's a lot of exciting stuff going on out there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these are people that aren't out selling books. Right. This is, you know, the United States government. Like, and right, yes. Like that. So, listen, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm It's I'm kind of really, a weird coincidence, isn't it, that all of a yeah. sudden there's all this happening. stuff? Are they getting yeah, I don't believe back from. Uh, in this case. Yeah. Go ahead, one one. Is this UFO committee getting uh, pushback from either the, the, the upper echelons or the, the public or the the overseers of their budget to say, look, we want you to produce something and, uh, you know, let's get it out there. But it's all sources. You know, it's just not the government. It's coming, like we say, from all around we're hearing yeah. they're, things they're, now that we never heard before. And uh, it's just amazing that they're coming out and talking again about things. I mean, here's an example with Senator Harry Reid. Yes. I mean, he's now deceased. Henry but, you know, he was the... Uh, head of the Senate. Yep. And uh, he's the one that started this off a few years ago from when Nevada. he stated that he was told that, you know, Lockheed Martin had said to him that uh, they have UFO crash fragments. Hmm. And then that died. Yeah. You know, it, he backed off, you know, as if he was saying something that he shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And he was uh, just coming out of office then. So I think he wasn't afraid of uh, speaking up then because it was no longer going to affect his I'm position gonna, as a politician. I'm going to... So, uh, yeah, it's, I think it's an exciting time right now. And uh, we, have, uh, we, have, we have one minute left, and I'm going to go to superfan Doug Daniel, uh, heir to the Daniel, Jack Daniel fortune. Now, we got one minute. <laughs> uh, one minute, double D. Listen, do you think... Eventually, uh, okay, so... Uh, do you, let, uh, me think, let me ask the question. Let me ask the question first. Okay, we got one minute to go, all right? Do you think the government is setting us up with all this new information coming out over the past year and a half? Do you think they're setting us up for something? Or do you think they're just kind of blundering around in the dark, as they always do? One minute. If you're going to take Project Bluebeam into account, then I guess I would have to say, yes, they're setting us up. But if you look into things such as the uh, Lucifer telescope, large binocular, you know, infrared utility, whatever, whatever it stands for, the Lucifer uh, telescope, obviously the Vatican knows something that they're trying to look for. Mm -hmm. Do I think the government is setting us up for something? I mean, you know, of course. I mean, look at the Vietnam War. <laughs> okay. Military exiles, right? Look at the Vietnam War. The, the, uh, the, the Gulf of Tonkin yeah. came out in 1993 as a lie. Didn't it was perpetrated as a lie. True. So to stop the Vietnam are War. they setting us up for something? I don't, I don't doubt it. Yeah. What's well, happened before? Uh, why don't we uh, take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Macaloni's Milk Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back after this. So until you hear us next time, this is Macaloni for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. Okay, the show's over. Hey, Cobra, where are we going to eat tonight? Well, gentlemen, what do you feel like? Chinese, Italian, sushi? How about we go where they have the best hamburger in the world? And where would that be, one one? Only the Starboard Galley. Starboard Galley? They're a great seafood place, but they're in Newburyport, and we're in Exeter. 
But they're only 20 minutes away down Route 95, and believe me, they have the best hamburger in the world. Let's go. Okay, boys, license and registration. Where's the fire? You clowns going to the circus? We're in a hurry just to get the best hamburger in the world. And where's that, Pally? That's the Starboard Galley in Newburgh. The great seafood place? Yes, but they make a great hamburger, too. And they start with the best beef. Super fresh buns. Great toppings. Plus, it's only 20 minutes away from Exeter, 25 from Portsmouth. Not with a police escort, buddy. Light them up, Switchblade. Starboard Galley. They're here. That's the Starboard Galley, 55 Water Street, Newburyport. Great seafood and the best hamburger in the world. And tell them Juan Juan sent you. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show it's been tonight. we still got a little way to go. Uh, very quickly, uh, famous Juan Juan is here, Juan Juan. Hello, it's been a great show tonight. Can you, can, you, can, you, can you go anywhere and get fish and not the trips? Uh, they always come together. Uh, no, it's, I tell you what, I'm really getting a, a love for fish and chips now. I see, okay. And yeah, cooking, I liked it anyway, but it's like... Those chips. Over the top fish and chips, some of these places. Yes. And they serve them on newspaper? Doesn't the ink run? No, no newspaper. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. No, <laughs> anyway, like Starboard Galley. No, no cocoa tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shout out for the Starboard Galley out in the middle of nowhere. No cocoa tonight. He's saving the planet. However, with us is uh, National Correspondent Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy, how you doing? Okay. I'm still uh, beyond wonderful. Okay. All right. Please stay that way. Uh, Security Chief Willie Club is also with us. Beyond wonderful, I'm not sure, but feeling happy anyway. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. I'm pretty excited tonight. It's just a lot going on. It's just so on. much to try to take in. Yes. I know I'm going to be up now all night trying to digest this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine her staying up all night, but why not? It's our uh, favorite good witch up there in Sideways, New York, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thank you so much for having me. I, I, I will Raven. not stay up all night. No. I'm a very sleepy person. Are you really? I thought you might be a sleepy person. Okay. All right. Um, not staying up at midnight just to look at the moon to try to get energy from I'll the moon. Out. I'll like, go out and look at the moon, yes. and then I'll come right back in and go right back to sleep. Wow. Okay. Good for you. Um, also with us. Max Zapool, a very famous author, in the studio with us tonight. Hello, everyone. Hello, Mac. Thanks for having me again. Hello, Mark. What would you give this uh, on a rating of one star to five stars tonight, Mike? You're an author you should know. The oh, it's system. definitely a 4.9. 4.9. Yeah. So we effed up on one-tenth of a star. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> uh, also with us is Superfan. Did I introduce you, Switchy? I did, right? Yes. Okay. Is super fan 
Double D, Doug Daniel. I wouldn't let you know if you had. Is super fan, Double D, Doug Daniel. Doug, how are you doing? Oh, I'm fantastic, sir. I mm-hmm. freaking love this show and your books, by, might I add. Mm. No joke. Wow. I really do. I really do. And again, <laughs> shameless plug, Starboard Galley. <laughs> you know, he's like, they got, uh... great they got great food, man. I'm a truck driver. You would know. I went over there. I went over there about a week and a half ago. They got great food, man. Yep. I'm not even kidding. That's he, a shameless plug right there. You know what? He's he's like Coco's long lost brother, isn't he? Look at him. First of all, he kind of looks like him. You know? I was thinking it. I didn't want to say it. Shameless plugging yes. all night. Yeah. All right. He's the brother that he never knew he had. Doug Daniel, thanks for staying with us tonight. Super fan. We appreciate it. Oh, it, it's, it's a blessing in disguise, Is sir. It? It's my pleasure. Between your books and the show. And, <laughs> Why would it be in disguise? Yeah. All, truly. So, Switch, you have a um, report from the Fringe tonight, do you? I, yes, I do. Put the bumper in here. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the Fringe. Okay, please, Switchy, tell us what's going on. <clears throat> Okay, this uh, the source material comes from uh, Timothy Good's book, Alien Base, and this is a, this is one of these uh, uh, older reports that uh, uh, you know it took a long time to surface, but it has it has certain patterns that uh, that connect to other other you know we we uh, we talk a lot on the show about parallels and patterns that uh, that that connect in the paranormal. This has to do with a Daniel Ledger. Uh, it's 1941 in France. It's during the German occupation of France. He lived in a small village in the, in the department of Sartre. It was about nine miles south of Le Mans. He was working in a butcher shop. This is the summer of 41. And uh, he notices outside above an airfield, I believe it's pronounced Ranieri. Uh, he notices that there are several German planes circling. And what they're, they're circling around is some kind of a strange uh, uh, object uh, that's flying above the airfield. And it's sort of like a, a cloud, a uh, luminous cloud, shaped like the handle of a flying frying pan. And these, these planes are, are continue circling around it. Now, uh, this, this sort of handle is, is surrounded by puffs of cloud. And if you looked up above it, there's another cloud, if you want to call it that, uh, luminous cloud, which is larger, and they're moving together kind of horizontally, slowly over the airfield in this area. Now, so he gets on his bicycle, and uh, he wants to get a closer look, so he, he pedals about a mile and finds that there's many other people in the area that are seeing this spectacle. They've also congregated there, but they're met by a wall of soldiers that won't let them any closer. Nevertheless, they can look up and see what's going on, and what, what is happening is when these planes seem to get relatively close to this strange object, they start to, to fall. It's like they're losing power. And then when they get a certain distance away, it's like their engine kicks in again and they start flying. Uh, the implication is that something was uh, interfering with the engines of these planes. Now, uh, there's another, another incident I'm going to uh, uh, talk about, but 
uh, in, in many later years, he went to the municipal library there. He, he could find nothing. He could find no reference at all to the strange incident, even though se several people witnessed it. Now he moved to 1943. Uh, he had a much, much stranger encounter. Uh, in, in 43, he was uh, forced by the Germans to work at a labor at, at a labor camp as part of a compulsory working service in uh, Gottenhafen and uh, Gottenhafen. And one time he uh, got permission to go uh, at, to a, uh, an area not too far from the base, but he had some kind of a leave thing set up. Uh, it was a, a beautiful Sunday. He had to walk because there was no bus service. So as he's going across the land, he, he comes this July 18th. He, uh, uh, and again, a beautiful Sunday afternoon and he, he reached the top of a dune and he, he sees an odd looking metallic object. It's grayish aluminum. Uh, there was a, he could see a human figure crouched on the ground by this craft. And uh, this person seemed to be removing sand from the bottom of the craft as if this somehow got stuck in the sand. I'm not sure how that, that happened. But uh, so as he gets closer and now sort of shades of George Adamski and the Space Brothers, he sees it was a woman with long blonde hair and uh, now he, he assumed, he wasn't thinking Space Brothers or, or cosmic visitors. He was thinking this was a German. I mean, the, the, uh, the Germans had women that were or pilots and mechanics and so forth. So that, that's what he assumed, even though he couldn't, uh, couldn't fathom what this kind of craft was. And uh, so the, the uh, now again, uh, her, her garment was like, it's like a tight fitting one piece suit. Uh, her hair is parted in the middle. It, this is almost like one of the idealized Venusians that George Adamski and other contactees would talk about it. Mm. But then we, we're going to move to John Keel because when he got close to her, he noticed her, her features, her eyes were slightly, she was, she was white, but her eyes were slightly slanted and she had, uh, uh, long slender hands. Now the, the, uh, the reason that's important is that John Keel, in later years, he, uh, many of the uh, supposed UFO pilots, and even some of the alleged men in black, would have these characteristics, sort of a sort of an Asian countenance, but not Asian, mm -hmm. and they would have long tapering fingers. So it's very interesting that this guy came up with these bizarre uh, characteristics of this strange woman. Now, uh, the, the craft, he said, looked something like a colonial hat with square portholes. It had sort of two rings around it. Uh, and it was only about six and a half yards in diameter. Uh, there are no scenes, no insignias uh, visible. And again, he just assumed she was German. Um, now she starts speaking to him. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a guttural language, but he's, he's sure it's not German or Polish. He can't understand a word she's saying. And uh, uh, in later years, uh, he, he heard that he met some uh, Tahitians and he said that the, the language seemed to be vaguely similar to that, certainly not identical, but he thought there was a bit of a characteristic mm -hmm. where uh, there was a similarity. Um, now by gestures, she indicates to him that she wanted him to continue removing the sand from the bottom of this craft. And in this thing, he's thinking it was some kind of a new fighter plane. Yep. So he starts, starts working and, uh, 
she continues talking to him while he's doing this. Can't understand a word she's saying. Mm-hmm. Now, she seems to be in a pretty good mood, and she must be because she's got this this poor guy uh, doing her, her dirty work for him. Uh, okay. Um, but now, uh, Timothy Good, when he describes this, he says that, uh, you know, he this guy was used to taking orders from Germans. So it, he was nonplussed when he just, when this woman that he believed was a German told him to do this. Yes. So he just went and did it. Yes. Um, and uh, um, again, how does, how does this uh, cosmic vehicle get stuck in the sand? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to make a snide remark about women drivers. No. It's not going. Wow. Raven. Sorry. But, sorry, Raven. Uh, we got like three. We got three minutes left. Spook, uh, switchy. So how what? How much? How much time? About three to four minutes. So so what okay, happened? Okay, we're, we're how to get out? Uh, so then, then and then she points to the sky, taps on her chest a few times, and then touches the buckle on her belt, and a a a, a panel, a square panel, opens up in the in the bottom of the craft. She gestures to him to step back. She gets inside, and the thing. The door closes, can't see any seams. She takes off, and uh, there was a rumbling. Uh, the two rings outside started rotating clockwise and counterclockwise, and then he it takes off at an incredible speed uh, and takes off in a northerly direction. Mm-hmm. After the liberation, he gets a job at American Ar- at an American Army Air Force unit. He learns about the Foo Fighters, yeah. and he talks to some of the, uh, the gunners that actually saw these things. So he finally came forth and told his commanding officer about this experience he had some years before. Hmm. And he stayed in aviation aeronautics. He uh, was trying to find out for, for you know, a long time if he could find any reference to this at all, but he, he could not. Ultra top secret researcher and author, uh, uh, the pseudonym was S. Theo, T-H-E-A-U, was actually Gene Sider. Uh, he interviewed this, this uh, person in 1989 and uh, was very impressed by his uh, veracity. Mm-hmm. And that's how this finally came to service. But I just thought it was, uh, here you have one of these, it, these really old reports yep. that has some shades to sort of support some of the Keelian uh, uh, ideas that uh, John Keel discovered. Right. You know, I, I just want to, and this is another show, but we should do a show sometime on, this is back in the 40s during World War II, people see, see a flying saucer, it looks like a colonial hat. You would not see a colonial hat UFO these days. Do you know what I mean? It would be, right. be cooler, it would be sleeker. I don't know. Once again, people see what looks futuristic to them, depending what time they're in. Thank you, Switchy. We really appreciate it. Crazy story. Report from the French. Uh, it's time to put the uh, graphic of the train crashing into the station. Switch it. Do you have it standing by? Switch. I'm, I'm going to have my people. My people are working on it right down. now. Okay. Uh, Let me go around the horn while we're doing that. Okay. Super fan. Super fan. Double D. Doug Daniel. Thank you for coming on tonight. <clears throat> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was listening to that and uh, uh, loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing the factual basis of that, I was wondering if do you think that any of that could spear off it. Wait a second. What? 30 seconds. Go ahead. Oh, 30 seconds. Do you think that any, any of that can spear off into the Lonnie Zamora case? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Well, he, he encountered uh, humanoids. I know uh, it's completely different. Yes. But, uh, well, there's quite a variety. That's, that's one, what might be one key to what's going on. There's Back a then, huge yeah. variety of entities that seem to show up 
during these things. Yeah, strange. Uh, Doug, Daniel, thank you for joining us tonight. We appreciate you being a friend of the show. And let's do it again sometime, okay? Let's oh, clap them the off, end, folks. you guys, to the end. I love you guys. Thank Great you. job, Doug. Good job, Bye, Doug. Doug. We appreciate Thanks. that, Doug. I'm gonna, Thank you uh, guys very much. I, I love you guys truly. Thank we you. love you. Thank you for being a I super don't know fan. how to hang up, so. Uh, no, hang on. Hey, hang we love on. our truck drivers. Hang on to the end of the show. I'm going to go right to Mike Zapula, famous author. Please, plug your books, I Mike. I have no idea how to hang up. No, hang on. Hang on, Doug. Mike, please. You're going to have to edit. <laughs> Mike, please. Mike Sapula, famous author. Please, plug your books. Oh, yeah. So The Last Longshoreman, get it on Amazon. Uh, Miami Underground, The Miss Man's... I'm a longshoreman. Uh, yeah, get them on Amazon. You know, that's the easiest place to go. On social media, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Twitter, I'm out there. So it's usually author Mike Sapula. Mm-hmm. Okay. You still got writer groupies hanging around you? Still do, yeah. Really? What yeah. happened? What? Uh, I missed that boat. What yeah, did that... I... Uh, you know, they, you set up a book signing. They oh, come. Okay. Went to get another show. Thank you. Uh, MZ, thank you. Before I get blocked, I was a commercial fisherman for eight years. All right. I'm sorry. That's uh -huh. it. That's okay. all I'll say. It's okay. Um, let's see. Why don't we go to uh, the club? Thank you, club, for joining us tonight. Yeah, thank you. I, I'll tell you, like I said to you, there's so much information that came out of the show tonight. Yes. Really enjoyed it. I'm sure he's writing Is up that a security. Is a coaster on the mic? It's a uh, something going on there. Yeah, it's Switchy, thank you for joining us tonight. Switch. My pleasure. And if club can't get to sleep, I suggest warm milk and oatmeal cookies. Oh, oh, oh wow. Yeah. He was saving that. Well, I got a book about Mothman I think I'll read. That'll put me to sleep. Oh. <laughs> they both were locked uh, and loaded you're there. You're going to be up. You're going to be uh, listening for footsteps going up the uh, stairs. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys through? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, Raven, I'm sorry. Is that come to that time of the night where you have to say goodbye to you? That's okay. Thanks for having me. Can you can fun. you grade the show tonight on a scale of 1 to 10 or A through F? Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say it's like we're at a 12. 12 out of 12. Okay. Maxapula went at 9.99. What happened? We uh, you know, Coco's not here. Oh, Coco. The missing Coco oh, factor. True, yeah. That's true. That's, that's the only reason. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you also had that locked and loaded, ready to go. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, Coco. Uh, so, uh, Raven, thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you. Okay. Um, also, Juan, thank you for joining us. It's yes, sir. It's 2 a.m. over there in the U.K. It's... Uh, 20 minutes before 2. 20 before 2. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. you know. Don't get arrested buying a toothbrush. Don't get arrested buying a toothbrush at 2 in the morning. Number one. Double D. And thanks for joining us. Tell all our fans over there we said hey. Advice. Okay. And tell, okay. The, tell the queen. I like her new look. She's on gummies. You can tell she's <laughs> a little high. But it, she isn't frowning all the time. She used to be a front. Now she's, uh, you know, you don't you don't see that? Am I seeing something you don't, Wani? Well, we don't see the Queen that much anyway. We didn't see her that much during the Jubilee. Hey, real quick, b b b before yes. you cut me off, no uh -huh. joke, uh, get, uh, email me the address to send you something uh, that we talked about off air. Please. Okay. Thank we'll you. do. Thank, Thank you, you, Double D, for joining us. Hey, real quick, uh, you know, the Plex Homes for our Troops, Homes for our Troops is a military organization that built homes for people who were wounded in post-9-11 action, meaning the Iraqi war, and the Afghan war, they may have come home missing a limb or something. 
home structures builds them homes that are a lot more accessible for people in this situation. Lower kind of space, no stairs, things like that makes it easier for them to get around, and then they can go and uh, start living life because Homestead Troops, not only they build it, but they give them the keys, they tear up the mortgage, they give them the whole house. And they've done this about 400 times now. They've built about close to 400 homes, and uh, you know their research proves that if these veterans get into – uh, one of these homes, they just go out and they live a, I hate to put it this way, but a normal life. It just puts them, it, it takes off their mind, you know, the, uh, the idea that I have to pay the mortgage every month, okay? The, they deserve it. They gave a lot just so we can, you know, hang around, fool around like this. So uh, Homes for Our Troops, please look them up. 88 cents of your dollar goes uh, right to our troops. Homes for Our Troops, please look them up. Also, if you want a bag of swag, go to uh, macmoney.com, hit the contact button. And uh, send us your mailing address, not your email address, your postal mailing address. We put stuff in a bag and send it out. The magnets are going like crazy. The kitchen refrigerator magnets, also the bar coasters. So, uh, Doug, you got your bag of swag, right? Uh, yes, sir, I did. But I'm mm-hmm. probably going to create 14 more email addresses just so I can get just to get coasters. in on it. Okay, all right, <laughs> sounds good. So, um, and uh, Rush Shops, uh, People Mosquito Project. Just Google them, find out what it's about. So I think that's it for the show tonight, kids. I want to thank you all for joining us. I want everyone out there, thank you. I want to thank everyone out there uh, for listening in. And this is Mac for the entire gang saying, until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.